Hello, welcome to the Context Needed Podcast. I'm Kyle, joined with... Trash Man. Brownie Brownie receiving. Left me for a different part of the country. Ryan, the Trash Man. I'm back. I'm here. (laughs) Oh god, this is hot. I'm going to give this a second to cool. (laughs) Brownies, Brownies are meant to cool thoroughly before you eat them. That's where they taste best. You can rewarm them, but you should, after cooking, let them thoroughly settle. Ooh, I did not know this. I've been watching a lot of Joshua Wiseman on YouTube, and I'm not a very good cook or baker, but I enjoy watching him make it because he is a bit of a meme lord as well, so... <laughs> I swear I got the um, recipe for those pancakes, you know the pancakes I did? Mm. So I got the recipe for that. So as you can see, this is basically also a food food podcast at the moment as well, because you've got a brownie. I've still yeah. got my dinner because it was delayed, because Becky decided at the last moment she wanted to try this roast potato recipe, and then she realized how long it was actually going to take. So, <laughs> But I wanted to actually open up today's podcast with a bit of a rant, because I recently, and by recently I mean today, set up a new NAS drive. Because I back up stuff like my sound banks, these podcasts, Becky uses it for her work, and our old one was just a out-of-the-box one, uh, was on the way out. So I went and got a QNAP, got the drives, got it all hooked in. And the thing that pissed me off the most, and it's pissed me off, I've noticed this, with more modern technology, where the fuck are the instruction manuals? So, every you get you get every other language except for English. It's it's like, go to the website. So it came with a warranty card, an extended mm. warranty thing that I can scan, which I pay for obviously for the five years, and this, the QNAP NAS Quick Installation Guide. Now I'm going to show you some of these pages. Basic stuff there, like just what it looks like. Even though that's not the one I've got, I've got the two bay. Shows you how to install the drives. All very simple stuff. I can do all that. That's easy enough. Shows you how to get it all in there. Get it all locked up. Make it sure secure. And then it tells you to plug it in, turn it on, and go to this website, and off you go. Now, all the stuff that's in there, I can already do. Seeing as I've worked with computers for a long time. The stuff I can't do is the setup after you've plugged it in and after you've turned it on. At which point, there's no instruction manual, and there's no information. So I plugged it in, I went to that website, got that all going. You install a thing that finds it on your network, and then as soon as it found it, it came up, oh, you don't have SMTP set up for any of your warnings. You can set this up so you can send yourself emails if it loses power, a drive fails, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, yes, I yeah. definitely want that. Do that. Uh, what's your login and password? I've, I've not got that far yet. I've, I've not touched any of the config yet, so why do, what are you asking me this for? I don't know. And then you realise, oh wait, I can't go into the config page either because it's asking for an admin password, which I don't have because I was never given one. And there's nothing in the box to say what the admin password is. There's nothing on the device itself to tell you what the password is. I had to fucking Google it to find out, oh yeah, your details will be admin 
and then um, the first MAC address of your device. It's like, you know what would have been really helpful, QNAP? Having that information in the fucking box. <laughs> QNAP. Uh, that doesn't even make any sense, Mouse. But oh, okay, yeah, that makes kind of sense because I was like, the instructions, I was like, okay, that makes sense for for people who haven't got a clue about tech and are just buying it as like a home backup system or for like a small business and they're just, you know, going at it alone. But the fact that you went through it and it's like, obviously we're tech we're tech guys, so we know what we're on about. But then you get through it all, they're just like, well, this is all simple shit. <laughs> what the hmm. fuck is this? Like, I understand. Like, instruction manuals, waste paper. Most people don't read them. I completely understand that. But at least have a slip of paper with a QR code on it or a website that you can go to, which literally goes, here's the in-depth instruction manual and also on that page just have um, like test scenarios of like for what people may use it for. So like mm. me, for instance, I'm not using it as a Plex server. I'm not using it as a media server in any way. I'm literally using it as storage, as a NAS storage, which I do want cloud access to from my phone. Mm. that's a very common thing I think people would want for that so have a test case set up where oh if you was wanting to set up it as a NAS drive with a cloud access here's what you would do in a step by step form because I've seen that with I can't remember what it was it was another tech type of thing that I've seen before and it was basically I had test case scenarios of what you may be using it for and how you would actively do that so if you was mm. using it for one of those functions, you could just follow that test case scenario and then add things on afterwards. But the thing is, it's not even yeah. like people who don't understand this could just plug it in and off they go because it doesn't automatically configure itself. It doesn't automatically give it a name or anything like that, which is all good because it's more secure. But like you have to get into it to give it a name. To set it up in the first place. To give it to give it a LUN, which I think is to do with... I, I don't know full NAS drive speak. I'm not that good with them. But mm. I had to give it a LUN. I had to give it a name. I had to initialize the devices and set it up to RAID 1, so I've got the redundancy. I had to then create the share for the entire storage and then create shares inside that. It's like I could go in and go and create other accounts within that for, like, my wife. I can't be asked to do that. It was a pain in the ass setting up in the first place. I've just got her signed in as my my admin account because all she has access to on her machine anyway is her share, which is all she'd need access to. Mm. But what happened to actual fucking instructions? <laughs> it's Well, you used to have instructions where it was just like the English, like you'd have your... Local localized area instructions. Then they start getting lazy and doing it into giving you every single language under the sun because it was easier just to print them all at once and then just send them all out in the same boxes. Which is it's understandable doing that because it does save on it saves on manufacturing costs of that stuff. Yeah, and then now now obviously there's the whole don't print and don't use um, paper. So they're like, let's just not fucking give you any. And again, that's not like what they're doing. I would actually prefer an e-manual because that way, then mm. I can find things within that manual easier, rather than having to flick through pages. Oh, hello! Go on, chuck me. You're not having all of them. I don't want them all. Just throw a few in. 
Food podcast. Food podcast. Food <laughs> podcast. But yeah, so with having in, rather than flicking through the pages, having the e manual means I can literally, if it's on my PC, Control F. What am I? Sh- um, scheduled reboot. I can type in schedule and search mm. through where, everywhere it says schedule to sort out that kind of thing. So I do like having e manuals, but this one didn't even tell me where to get one. And even when I searched for what are those basic credentials, it didn't. Even, it wasn't even in the manual. It was a, just a random web page that QNAP have. Ah. But it's up. It's running. I now have to get the transfer going, which is probably going to take from my old NAS drive to this one. It's going to take a good twenty-four to thirty hours, I think. <laughs> <laughs> But we're set. We're safe. All the previous recordings of the podcast are safe. They are now on redundant backups as well, which is good. Unlike the current mm. one, which was just a standard one. Mm. Yeah, that's that's my rant basically. That's what I wanted to get off my chest because it happened. Technology, well. innit? Yeah. Well, it wasn't even just like technology. We built a new. Um, I say we. I built a new TV stand. Um, because the TV we've got is a bit too big for it. And it was from Wayfair. Uh, it's like a UK... I think like UK-based Ikea. I mm. think they are anyway. I don't really know. I just know they sell shit like that. Turns up, get, some back, get the box, look inside. Oh, where are the instructions? And it's just literally one piece of paper folded in half. And it, it, it was like fucking deciphering hieroglyphics. And... Every 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 panel was numbered, but there were no stickers or notifications on the panel for which one was numbered, and there was four panels where the only difference was one screw hole. It's like this is gonna be painful to do. <laughs> Something that should have took like maybe twenty thirty minutes took about an hour to do. Jesus, I think that's the trouble, though, isn't it? Like, depending on like when you start going to these companies you've never been to before, as well, you just find yourself struggling with the kind of just lackluster setup. And then people go, "Oh, why are like high street businesses and shops and even online shops constantly going out of business?" It's like, why are you even wondering? Like the the effort people put into their businesses nowadays is just subpar. Yeah, like really is truly subpar. It's okay. like you know you walk down the high street and there's like you go past all these shops and then just in front of their shops just a shit hole. There's like litter everywhere. Like you don't see them taking care and coming out and sweeping. Like obviously this is like very old fashioned, but people used to take care of the front of their shop because they wanted people to come in. Funnily enough, and it's the same with the websites as well. Funnily enough, you say that, and out of I've worked, I worked at a cashing well, not a cashing character, so I worked at like um an outlet store. I'd say it was like one of those mm. stores that would it would it basically sold like burghouse coats and speedo swimwear and Vans shoes. That was like that was what they sold, and it was an outlet store. Mm. They never had a clean up outside, but it was it was an outlet store. No one cared, and then. I worked at fucking Toys R Us for a Christmas break once and mm. they didn't really tidy up outside and then no. you look at other stores and no one tidies up outside but when I worked at McDonald's one of the jobs opening on the shift 
was to sweep the front area because they had technically the front, I think, two meters in front of the store or the front meter and a half in front of the store mm -hmm. was considered part of the store in like the mm -hmm. lease. So they would, you would sweep that area and tidy mm -hmm. it all up to make it look neat. And fair enough, McDonald's is sh shit, but they would tidy up our front of the store. Yeah, if you go to places like in America, I think in America they do it as well, dependent on the area, I think. But in there's a lot more pride over in America with their like shops and stuff though that we've yeah. lost. There's a definite loss, like, and like people stick it down to like, oh, it's just because Americans are like overly obsessed with being American. And I don't think that's the case. I think it's just pride in your workplace and pride in having a a tidy village and tidy town. And like, there's people who are way too fast to jump on people who are like why can't we have these nice things? Why can't we do all this community stuff? Why can't we just have a tight, nice, tidy community? And then they're like, oh, oh, it's like, it's the same with people's houses nowadays. You see so many houses which are in just such a scutty state and nobody will think like clean them up and tidy them up. And then they're the type of people who go, oh, I'm trying to sell my house, but I can't sell it for a decent price. And you just kind of sit there and go, well, I wonder why. It's because you've not done anything to your house. Like you bought it and then you just sat in it and turned it into a shit tip and not cleaned it up and made it presentable and made it more sellable. Well, I think with, um, with like agencies, when you try and go for them to sell it, they will literally say they won't pick, they won't take pictures until it, unless it's a tidy, untidy house. Mm. Because it's like at the end of the day, yeah, okay, you're going to have to take pictures with stuff in there if. Unless you're one of those lucky few that has multiple houses where you can buy the house, move out, and then sell the old one. Um, unless you're going to have to have pictures of it being lived in. Like, if say, say we owned this house and we had to sell it, we don't have another house to live in while we sell it. Mm. We'd have to sell it with this stuff in it. So I'd, I'd have to properly tidy up my desk. Like, mm. make it so there was no, no clutter we'd have to tidy everything up to get really good pictures for that stuff. Yeah, my friend and their family like actually rented out storage to get rid of a lot of their stuff because they had a lot of things, like a lot of stuff. So it was the only way you could do it is renting out storage. Luckily they weren't they're in a, you know, they're not in a struggle like they're not struggling. You know, yeah. the work's not disappeared for them over lockdown or anything either. Um but it's one of those things though, isn't it? It's like it's just making it presentable. Like, I mean, I've seen some fucking pictures taking their houses on, like, right move and whatnot. Well, it was when, um, just, it was when Graves was looking. Like, Remember yeah. some of the pictures we saw when Graves was looking for somewhere to live? And some of the images, you're like, this is rented, and you are expecting someone to live in this kind of shit tip it's like can you remember that what? one he took a pic he, he 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 showed us where it was like they'd taken all these pictures and there was a bathroom but on the floor plan and when you actually looked at it you couldn't see the door to the bathroom <laughs> and you're like how the fuck are you going to get in the bathroom here because even on the floor plan it was wasn't marked to have yeah, a there door was, there was no door there in the, in the floor <laughs> plan. oh yes we just phased through the fucking walls mate just beam me in sky i need a shit <laughs> It's like, um, I've been, yeah, but I was looking at houses and stuff, and you're just like, what kind of psychopaths live in these houses? There's like, you know, on White Move, you're on there, and it's like the, the, um, the housing, like, sellers, the agency, there's two pictures, like, two pictures of the whole house, both of which are in the same fucking room, and you're like, who's going to buy this? 
then you sit there and you look at it and you kind of and you just start piecing together you're like oh no this is just the house of a psychopath because <laughs> it's like i forgot it was it had like pictures like like fucking loads of pictures on like four pictures up on one wall like but like big kind of canvas painting kind of pictures and this rug and stuff and i was just looking at it i'm like this is a fucking psychopath's room like if you go into the back garden, there's going to be a lot of shallow graves and that kind of shit. It's just like, just bad vibes. And I saw this other one where it got like wallpaper wall right, but it was a picture of a forest. I've like, seen that wallpaper before. With like the sun shining down, there's like pine trees and the sun shining through it. And I'm like, a psychopath owns this house. A psychopath who's like runs a cult owns this house. <laughs> It's just like Jesus wept. Well, it's like um, I know in in Japan they have a they have a big thing about like not owning a house that someone's died in and things like that. You have to have it like like ceremonially like cleansed. And I, I just and... I'm like, bro, I've got a feeling like most of the houses I've lived in have had someone die in them. I know that. I know There's for like a fact. There's like two abandoned houses because of it as well. Yeah, but I, I know for a fact my dad's old house had someone die in it because we know his name was Bill and we know the exact room he died in and we didn't bother us. Didn't bother us. We kind of like joked about it being a bit like um, creepy because me, me and my dad used to fall down the stairs all the time in that house and we used to we used to joke saying it was, oh, Bill doesn't like blokes. It wasn't that. It was the... Um, the, the carpet had been put on the stairs the wrong way around. So obviously, you know, mm. you've got like a grain of a carpet and one way of the t- carpet is really slicky to walk on. And whereas the other way is, it's quite grippy. So the grain of the carpet was the wrong way for when you was walking down the stairs. So it was really slippy if you went on the edge. And obviously I got, I'm, mm. I am monkey. I have big as fuck feet. I, I, unless I walk sideways, my feet don't fit on stairs, so I always go on the edge. And if the carpet has the grain the wrong way around, I slip down the fucking stairs. <laughs> I think the only time we got a bit creeped out was that time I think we talked about on the Halloween special where it was Yeah, um, we did. It was by um my nephew at the bottom of the stairs, like, Who's the man at the top of the stairs? And we're all there, so we all kinda of got a bit freaked out, but that was it's fucking it's Bob. It's Bill. <laughs> Bill Bill the bloke Bill the bloke buster. <laughs> doesn't Push like him. <laughs> he was the one that installed them the wrong way around to make sure that men would always fall down his stairs <laughs> fucking big foot bastard I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you down these stairs like nobody's business I think the funniest time we ever saw it was I was around once and um, so basically the easiest way of explaining you had the stairs and then like where you had the stairs say this was the stairs here you had a mm. door like forward and a door at the back this would be the living room this would go into the second room um, like dining room mm. but we was in this front room uh, me and my dad's wife was in this front room and we just saw this fucking blaze of blue come flying down the stairs and then a massive bang I was like stood down around the corner my dad's just in a crumpled mess on the floor <laughs> you're right, dad <laughs> yeah I'm fine <laughs> it's just fucking flew down the stairs like it was like i'm wondering how the hell did you fall that way because it looks like you didn't fall it looks like you 
fucking nosedive d- down these stairs. <laughs> you're doing some wizard shit here, flinging yourself down the stairs. Well, I think he, he actually did quite badly damage his cock six at one point on those stairs, <laughs> the amount of times he's fallen down them. I think to this day, he still has slight issues with his cock six because of those fucking stairs. Jesus. <laughs> did you ever not just redo the carpet? It was always one of those things where it was always on the list. Well, I mean, seeing as the, seeing as the bastards are trying to kill you, <laughs> Bill the bastard's trying to, like, yeet yeah. you down. I think the thing is, as well, obviously, I I went there every other week when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, I stopped, I stopped visiting as much when I went to, like, college and university and stuff. So, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened in the end because I... I, I don't think I went to the house for very long, for quite a while, before they moved to the new place they're in now, and we don't have to worry about mm. the stairs in that place, because it's a bungalow. So they, they just have to they have to worry about moles. Uh, I think they have a, they had a raccoon infestation or something at one point, I can't remember. Raccoons? We don't have, do we have raccoons here? Raccoons, what they have. Not squirrels? badger, not badgers, not squirrels. It's something like a squirrel, but it wasn't a squirrel. Voles. Might be a vole. It was the rats. No, because it was a. It was climbed into a different like cubby. It wasn't rats because they have dealt with rats. My dad went like and bought squirrels, an, ferrets. Might be ferrets, but he went and bought a. But then really, ferrets you only really get from like people who've owned them. Yeah. I'd have to to ask him exactly what it was again because I remember him telling me, yeah. and it was one of those things where he's like, he didn't want to, he didn't want to just fucking outright kill them like he would the uh, rats and moles. Yeah, yeah. But he was like, he went and bought an air rifle. Because of the moles and because of the rats, and I literally mm. remember saying to him, "Was like just get an air rifle and shoot them, because the more you shoot them, the more they'll realise if they go into this garden, they get shot." <laughs> you say that, but there was a, there's this story my mum and dad always tell me is they went up to my auntie's house and they found my uncle in the uh, uh, top. Um, in the, in the back bedroom, hanging out the window with his air rifle trying to shoot rats because they used to have really scutty neighbour who didn't tidy up the garden or anything. Yeah. So they so constantly had rat mess. problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> my auntie's screaming and wailing at him and they can just remember going up there and my uncle being hanging out the window with his air rifle. Did he hit one? No. <laughs> Did he just get a pest control in? Yeah. <laughs> See, the rifle my dad actually has was quite quite a nice little air rifle. I mean, it's not like... Oh, yeah, fucking, he got a decent air rifle, yeah. yeah. No, nothing like top of the line, and the scope was nothing top of the line, but it was one of those things where, for the size of the garden, for the range at which he was shooting, perfectly suitable. Because mm. I remember yeah. after... Um, when I took time off work um, for the mental health issues I had previously, I went, fuck it, I'm going to go to my dad's for like a week... And I'm going to leave my phone and everything back at home. And I'll just be like complete tech free. I'll go up there and I'll just get away from everything. So that way then no one can ask me questions. No one can bother me. And if if Becky needed me or she was calling me, it was always on the landline. So like we'd we'd chat at night. She'd still be able to contact you. Yeah. But no one else could get to me. I didn't have to worry about any social media or anything like that. It was just like I was out in the middle of fucking nowhere because of it, which was great. But I, I was I ended up recording a load of different sounds from this air rifle, like the bolt opening and closing and the safety going on, all that just using the recorder that I have. 
But I must have shot a load of rounds through that rifle. <laughs> it's good. It's good fun. I, I don't understand how people can like. Yeah, I don't understand why there's so many people that want to like shut down like and regulate. Well, I couldn't stand regulating, but I don't understand why they want to shut it down without actively trying it themselves because it's just fun. It's it's what's It's all about red pill, blue pill, isn't it? Yeah. Is it, I mean, like I was shooting air rifles as a kid at scouts. I was shooting bows and arrows and stuff, and like, god damn, it's fucking fun shit. That is like. Like we we're looking at throwing axes. I want to go and fucking throw axes and do this kind of shit because that's cool. I want to do. It's like, axes. but then it's just people are just fucking pathetic. And they're like, well, see, I only, you can't I only, do that. Um... it's slightly dangerous. And what about the kids? I'm like, I fucking bury a fucking hatchet in your kid's head if you carry on. <laughs> they're only going to be anything like you. We don't want to have to deal with them. See, I only got to do um, air rifles once in scouts, but that's because I, I did not stay in scouts for very long at all. Mm. Because I, mm. I did a... Was, is it Beavers before Scouts? Beavers, Cubs, and then Scouts. So uh, I did... After thing. I, I did Cubs, and then I did Scouts. I think I did... And I stopped. I, did, I was a young leader for a bit. And I became a leader. And I stopped, because the problem is with Scouts nowadays is it's just a bunch of feckless, useless parents who can't punish... Can't properly look after their kids... So they par them off. Properly educate their kids. They just par them off because it's cheap. It's cheap childcare. Yeah. So it's just a couple of quid. Of it. Well, it's more than a quid. It used to be like two quid a night. But obviously it's gone up now. Yeah. But it used to be like a few quid a night, you know. I remember when I Maybe. went, it was, it, when I went, I started at the end of Beavers. I went through Cubs and I think it was a quid a night when I did it. Mm. Something it went up like, like a quid two a quid, two two fifty. I think it went up two of us. It was just yeah. cheap childcare to some. It's just cheap childcare to some parents. And when their kids aren't disciplined, and I'm there, spending most of my evening instead of doing cool stuff with them, like playing games or you know showing them new like skills, you know ropes, knots, you know woodwork. I kind of just like stupid little like stupid stuff you do with scouts, which is really fun. I just spent most of my night shouting at them to shut up and listen and behave. I was like, I'm not here to do that with kids. Like yeah. the kids want it should be they, like when I went to Cubs and Scouts, I wanted to be there. It just seemed like none of these kids wanted to be there and none of them like were really bothered about doing anything. Yeah, and see I I, like, I, I went because I I wanted to be there. I think my mum liked it because it got me out of hair for a bit as well, but like I wanted mm. to go. Oh yeah, so of I course your to... parents loved it for that, but so I so I went, I did the end of Beavers, went through Cubs. And they went into scouts. Now, when we was doing beavers and cubs, we didn't do any like um, camping or things like that. It was more just stuff at the place. We did. We, it depends. It depends it was, on what um, place. Like who's your leader and stuff, and yeah, where you go. Well, we did loads of camping as cubs. We we didn't. We from what I remember, and I was I was young. It's a long time mm. ago. I don't remember. The only bit I remember is scouts where I did. I think we did a bit of air rifle once, and then we did this camping trip. But I remember, I think as soon as we'd done the camping trip, I stopped going because I've got a I've got a distinct remembering of the young leaders there and the leaders there, apart from the adults. But the adult was a bit of a prick as well. But they were all all the kind of people that was like, I'm going to become a lead position of power because I was bullied and now I'm going to bully everyone else. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm yeah. there. This. However old I was, I was it twelve or whatever, twelve, thirteen, probably 12, younger 13. than that. It's just as you're coming out of second, if primary school and secondary school that you yeah. go to scout. Yeah, so I'm there, it's young as hell, kid, and it's like 
we played dodgeball, I think it was at one point, and it was just like, so we're all kids playing dodgeball, and you've got the young leader who I think was like, what, 17, 18 at the time? They're usually like explorer age, which is like 16, pushing so 16, 17, 17, like at school, yeah. And then we had like a leader, which was I think about 19, 20, but then there was the older guy who basically ran the whole He was guy. the proper leader, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, th- those guys would get involved in the dodgeball as well. And I, I just remember getting really fucking angry, like full-on angry at times, because it was like, we're kids playing dodgeball, we're throwing balls as kids, harder to each other, but we are kids throwing hard. That's just kids. But the young mm. leaders, the leaders and the old guy, they were throwing full pelt. Mm. Like, And it wasn't even like, oh, I'm, just, I'm throwing it with a bit of gusto, so it's difficult for you to dodge. I mean, no, they're literally fucking show it, throwing it like they're trying to do a world record shot put. And they're mm. just wailing, wailing on like me and some of the other kids and shit. And I, I remember just being like, "I don't, I'm not, I don't want to be here. I don't like this. This isn't fun. This is painful, and I'm not enjoying this." And there's so many people that will say shit, which is like, "Oh, it's just trying to toughen you up." It's like throwing balls at children doesn't toughen them up. Taking them to combat classes and making them understand self-defense and combat maneuvers toughens them up. Yeeting mm. a ball in a child's face so it gives them a bust nose, that isn't going to toughen them up. That's just going to scare them away from shit. Especially what when they don't called? like the leaders anyway. <laughs> Let me see if we can find the details. We I used to go to Trent Lock and Drop Hill camps, which were really great. But some of the people, right, who were like, right, where are the leaders and stuff? Does it show us the leaders? The see, leaders? I can't even... I know mine... I know we could walk to mine I think we could yeah like I could walk to mine because it was in Draycott but I, it's I just like, can't uh, remember where I can't remember where it was for the life of me luckily like the leader for, for Draycott the, the leaders is really, like, all the leaders there at the moment are really good like I think my mum she was um, part of the committee for it because mm. obviously we, uh, we me and my sister were going there and she did for a while st- stay in it oh that, well uh, that shows that shows the divide in our ages right there, the way you just said mm. that. You said she went as well. Girls weren't allowed she to was when a, I was... She, she wasn't, no, she wasn't a scout. She wasn't a scout. My mum obviously did it as a... No, thing. no, my sister was your a sister. Scout, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, my sister, yeah. My sister yeah. went. Back when I went, girls weren't allowed in it. Mm. That's mm. that's the divide kind of thing. So, obviously, they made, it, they made a thing where it was... Girls were allowed to join... Um, the cadets. Did they ever make it so boys could join like brownies and stuff? They can, but they won't. It's very rare. Even, even the girls don't want to be part of the fucking brownies because I think they my don't sister, do shit. I think my sister still a um like r- runs brownies because she was she was been a brownie pretty much all her fucking life. Oh, uh, honestly, it was my sister did. She did rainbows and then brownies. And I think she was going on to guides and she just goes, she saw like what me and my mates were doing at Scouts and she's like, it's fucking shit. I'm going to, I'm going to Scouts. So she came to Scouts and actually did some decent stuff because she was at, at Brownies and stuff. They were just sat there making like, they're buying those like plain, like decorate digestive biscuits. And then they just give them a bunch of shit to decorate with them. That's basically all they did. That's literally like I remember her doing. And the, the, Again, I think it depends on the... um, I think it does depend on the one you go to. Because I know from what... Obviously, I never went. And from what 
I only know from my sister what she did, 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 um, and does, and it seems like theirs does actually do quite a bit because I think hers is quite a bigger group. It all, I think it does depend mm. on the size of it all as well because obviously if you've got more people going, that means there's more money going into it to do more stuff. Which oh is God, the youth council still the same people. So I know the two people who run like the youth council and stuff. See, I did go to Derby, um... Derby District. Yeah, and honestly. It's like the one person, like who's just like, don't get me wrong, like lovely, lovely lad, lovely bit, like lovely people, just boring bastards though. <laughs> just like really no, no, nothing interesting. And See, the bloke I... who's the ca- the bloke who's the county commissioner at the moment for Derbyshire, he's a waste of space. Honestly, man, put him in the same room. I'll, t- I'll tell him to his face is a waste of space because he was like. He claimed like we were really misbehaving at one of his things where he was like teaching us to be young leaders. I've never been in a more boring training session ever. Like worse <laughs> than the kind of training sessions that you have to do at work. And I just sat there. I was like, mate, I've not learned anything from this because I already knew anyf- everything I needed to do. This is just some daft fucking pillock shit that like people who haven't got a backbone would be doing. Like there's, there's, that's the problem. With, it's like, I think this is just a, people in general are just pathetic nowadays and it's just like you get them in these groups and they're trying to be the big man and you're like shut up well, i remember i think it was during secondary school yeah it was i ended up going to um right i didn't do like cubs or scouts or something but me and my brothers we'd go to um we'd go to a church youth group because mm. it was just it was just something to and the thing is it wasn't it was one of those it was one of those church youth groups where yes okay there would be religion they flipped the uh, they flipped the cross the other way around they're like let's get wild kids but no it was always like they there would be religion involved and they would try and talk about that stuff and they would obviously they would mm. try and explain it to you and try and to make you a believer coax you over but it was it was very 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 like it was no not forced in any way and Mm. All of the like adults that were there, they were actually really nice people, and they were just really cool to be. So we would just do like fun shit. Like if it was sunny, we'd go to the back of the church and we'd play like rounders, or we'd do like games inside. Mm. We just we just used to have like just some good fun with it all. And um, mm. we then, I think I went twice. It was this uh, Christian camp. Now, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been to pray a the gay away, kids. Pray and the gay away. No, nothing like that. Nothing like that, but I, I went. I went twice. Now, when I went the first time, this was around my time of life where I was kind of like agnostic. I wanted to believe in something, and I kind of was teetering towards believing in that stuff. Jesus, uh, I'm so glad you didn't. <laughs> but it was. It was like. It was just. It's really weird, man. Really weird because it, they tried to really to be really cool. And there was cool stuff to do. Is it like? Was it like the uh, they, the like rap a, song? Well, they had, it, was not, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that crazy. <laughs> but they, they had a skate park and shit. They they put a skate park. It was sort of, um, it was at the fucking race course on the outskirts of Derby. Mm. I can't remember. The name I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You mean near Alverston? The bike was it? The bike race course? No, no, a horse race course. Oh, a horse race course. Hmm. On the outskirts of Derby, I think it was. Because I know a, there was in like Alverston, there was a, a bike track, racing track, and a skate park. 
Yeah, no, no, this wasn't a skate park that was already there. This was basically, they had the, the camping was around the race course, basically. Yeah. And then nearer the, the front area where they had like a big, a big like TP tent kind of thing for like, with like a stage for like, they had Christian bands coming in and sermons. Oh and my gosh. It, it was honestly like, it was like a fucking Christian festival. It wasn't like a camp. It was like a fucking festival. And then they they like cordoned off an area and like actually got like professional grade like skate park gear and they had like a full half pipe, a fucking full street section kind of thing, just in this area kind of thing. It was I, I had loads yeah, of fun. Jesus would fucking shred that ledge. <laughs> he just, doing that Christ there, mate. <laughs> but there was that um, and I remember that was just like loads of fun and then when we were going the second time and when it was the second time that was when it was gotten to the point where it was just like oh yeah this is um this is definitely not what i want to be uh invested in this is definitely not what about what i want to be interested in but i remember it was the um actually <laughs> I, I did make some good friends from the first one i ended up traveling down to like london to see these friends again for one time Never seen him or talked to him since. And then mm. the second time it was like, this is definitely nowhere near as good or interesting or fun. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going to peace out now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the production values, well, from what I remember, that fucking big top with the stage and stuff, the production values were real good. But we used to do all sorts of stuff for that camp. I remember, I think it was once a month, you'd go in, we'd go into town centre. You know there's that church just near Talbot Street? You've yeah, got, I think you've so. Got, yeah. you've, got, you've got Canning Circus, you hmm. drive in, and you go in down towards Talbot <laughs> Street, and there's like that really like posh, new-build church on the left. We used to go there yeah. every month, I think it was, because basically loads of the youth groups in Nottingham would go there, and they'd have like a band come in, they'd do games and stuff, and it would just be like another one of those kind of mini mini get togethers. But they they did this thing where basically if you signed up signed your name at the beginning, they would um The Heart Church. I think so. Uh, it, yeah, it's like proper modern looking. Yeah, this is like ten years ago more than ten years ago now, I think about it. This is like yeah. twelve, eight, twelve, thirteen years ago now. But they did a thing where once you, when you'd, you'd walk in, you'd sign your name and put what instruments you play. Because um, what they'd do is they'd pick random names from the hat and go, right, you're going to be on the drums. Right, you're going to be on the bass. They'd put, they'd Sing us a song about Jesus. Uh, it was, they didn't even make you do Christian songs, which was great, because it would literally pick like a guitarist, a bassist, a keyboardist, a vocalist, and a drummer, put them in a back room for, I think they had an hour... And they'd give them the sheet music to a random popular song, and then they had to come and try and perform it in front of everyone. And I remember there was a girl from my group got picked for drums, and she was like, "No, no, 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 not happening, not happening, not happening." So she just pushed me in because she knew I played drums. So I was like, "Okay, fair enough. I'll go play some drums." And go into the back room and remember the um. There was a band called Awesome, and it was a song called Bright Idea. Have you ever heard that one? No. Now, is this some some weird Christian band? No, 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 no. It was just a popular band. It was just a popular band at the time. It was played on the radios and everything. And the thing is, like, the drums weren't difficult. The, from what I from what I remember, the guitars weren't that difficult. The bass wasn't that difficult, and the keyboards weren't that difficult. 
but it got to the point where no one else but me and the vocalist could actually do the song because they couldn't play the parts. So it ended up just turning into the guitarist fumbling with the guitar, the bassist fumbling with the bass, the keyboardist got like some of the root notes for it, and then me and the vocalist actually doing it alright, because the vocalist was actually a pretty good vocalist, but I I knew the song because I'd already played it before elsewhere. (laughs) I just remember being this. It was... (laughs) You know when you see those like funny scenes from movies where it's just a really shit band? Everyone's yeah. like, fucking It was pretty Cringe, much, yeah. it was like that the entire time. And I'm just like, this was fun. <laughs> so you, you reminded me, I like one of my first camps as a cub, like just started cubs and we went to the camp to Drum Hill, which is up in Little Eaton, just above Derby. So you're up on the top of this hill and you're looking down and you can see Derby City Centre and everything. And uh, we camp up there, basically. And it was just a big, big camp. You'd got all camp, like, groups from all over Derbyshire. Um, and I think a couple of Nottinghamshire. And um, they basically had, like, we had go-karting. We had, like, loads of different, like, competitions. They got an abseiling wall. They've got climbing walls. They've got this big treehouse where we're all like after evenings when we've got free time, we're all up on the top of the treehouse fighting over it. Who can get the treehouse? And then we're throwing stones at each other. <laughs> Pretty lethal shit. This was like a medieval siege, to be honest, because there's like fucking stacks of us just like climbing on top of each other trying to get this treehouse, yeeting stones and like just shit and branches at each other. Um, but it, it was basically this big camp, like big kind of festival style camp. Like you're doing archery, you're doing uh, air rifle, you're doing um, crossbows, like these little kind of like suction cup crossbows. So they weren't like proper crossbows because obviously like you couldn't give those to a cup and be like, yeah, here you go, kid. <laughs> Fucking use this bad boy. <laughs> yeah, let's take out your leader. Um, yeah, so like you get all these activities, you go and do these activities throughout the day. And you just chill out around like your campsite and stuff, and then you go and do these competitions. Uh, I, I honestly got like the best time I ever had as a kid going camping, like just doing all these cool activities. Um, but I'm just looking at the place now, and it's just nowadays, it's like, oh, you can like hire these like buildings, and it's like this is a scout campsite, like, don't wrong, yeah, have buildings for indoor activities, but when you're like making like literally like indoor housing and like basically like uh it's like a um uh what you call them where you go and you're sharing a room hostel it's like a youth hostel it's like don't be wrong i think that's all well and good but it's not really camping is it like you want to be getting the kids properly out there did now i've just remembered of you saying that there was a thing i did in my secondary school I think it was in the earlier or mid years where we went to a place called Slag Farm. Now, did you ever go to a place called Slag Farm? We didn't go to Slag Farm. We went to. Um... So I was I was wondering, like, was that something other schools did? Because I'd never heard of it. The, before. Like every school I've I've t- I've talked to has done something like this. Like I'm presuming it was like an activity center style place. Well, we in went. We, yeah, we stayed for I think two nights. I think it was. Yeah. And um, we it had basically like, like a big old house or something. Or a... 
It was a farm. It was literally a farm. Yeah. But it was a... We went and stayed in one which was like a house and it had like big high rope climbing shit on it. Yeah, so we didn't Um, have it on the building. We had... There was a climbing wall which I, at the time, I didn't do very good with heights, so I didn't do very no, well. No, I've never been good with heights. So I, I like climbing walls now. I do. I mm. loved bouldering. I, I want to go I've got better. But like, um, they, we did, um, we did, one of the funniest bits we did was a night walk where the yes. whole idea was only the person at front had a very dim light and they had to follow this rope and then if there was a log, they'd have to say to the person behind them, as a log and it just it turned into fucking chaos because you'd get the people that would do it exactly as it was and then fucking me you know damn straight i'm i'm being fucking chaotic neutral and just saying the wrong thing like i'll say there's a log there when there isn't so everyone's doing this extra large step when they don't need to and then when there's like a branch in front and it's like you've got a duck I just won't say you need to duck, and I'll just say, oh, another log, just step over. So they're doing this big step and then hitting their face in a branch. (laughs) We we went to a place called Lee Green Outdoor Activity Center, and we had this really awesome, like, night game where what you had, like, they put a bunch of school kids together, and it's this big old house, like this big old stately kind of home thing that you'd all sleep in. But then uh, they'd have, like, different schools there, and you do like den building, you'd then do like big soft play stuff, like you know, with the big old fucking um parachute. Parachutes in, then there's like a big climbing and ropes course and stuff. They did this game in the nights where basically what they'd do is you'd have um this big bucket that you'd gotta fill up with water, but you got to sneak past these like centuries and you had like a couple of cards that you could take off you. And then going thingy, and yeah. like you were sneaking about, like filling up these fucking small cups you've got. And then there'd be some kid who'd sneak in like a fucking litre pot bottle, like just you watch kids, <laughs> we'd like fill it up. And like you'd be trying to, like, whoever like came out with the, the most full bucket, like at the end, would win. But there were some people there who were like clearly like activity center, like staff or like um, volunteers or teachers from different schools who, again, like more kind of like freak power play kind of things. And they were like really horrible. Yeah. The amount of fucking shit we got up to at places like that was hilarious. I loved it. I think you see that kind of shit though, in loads of places like that, where it's just like, they've got some kind some modicum of power and they'll, they'll fucking abuse it. Like there's so many, there's so it's, many it's, like, it's, like, like, it's that. like you say, it's like bullies. Yeah. It's just people who've been bullied and then they've just become the well, bully it's, and it's, it's like, it's, what it's, is the point? It's kids. It goes, it goes either way though. I've always seen it's either they were bullied, they now have power and they'll abuse the power or they are a bully, they've got more power and they're being more of a bully. Yeah, it's they're just going to carry on. Yeah, it's it's, it's always like the, the both sides of it kind of thing and it's it gets to the point mm-hmm. sometimes where you just, even as a kid, you just want to say to them, just, just fuck off. Seriously, yeah. just fuck off. I think one of the um, funniest ones we did at Slag Farm, we did like a night walk. And they, yeah, we did kept, a night walk as and well. It was all, and it wasn't the one where it was like hold hold the rope and all. It was just actually we just went for a walk through this yeah. trail. And they kept on bitching and moaning about having like people turning flashlights on. Like, no, don't have the flashlights on. You'll ruin your night eye. I just remember, I remember thinking that it was like, it was just two fucking rock up like hey boys it, it wasn't even that because obviously everyone had shit tier flashlights torches fucking wind like, up fucker your parents yeah. buy your wind up fucker from the middle aisle of Aldi they're like 
this walker will do you. I think it was like probably not even a hundred lumens back at the time. That's how weak yeah. these things were. But like, they're like strange lumens. You're like, what? The thing is that they kept on saying like, don't use your flashlights. We need your night eye. And I just remember thinking at one point, but it's overcast, so there's there's no moonlight or starlight, so it's it's gonna be pitch black. Pitch black. We're gonna struggle to see even with our night eye. Because there's no night light from the sky. It's, 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 it's those people who think they're like knowledgeable on the situation. You just kind of sound like, who is this person? So I, I, mean, I, I completely understand using the moonlight and the starlight because I've done walks at night in the middle of the forest before where there is moonlight, there is starlight. Yeah. So you'll use that instead of a flashlight and blind yourself. Mm. Uh, this is why I want to go like camping and hiking and doing all this stuff like more on my own now as an adult and like going with friends and whatnot and like I want to I want to like... do a I want to do a camping trip. We used to do like me and Becky. We used to go with a few other people to Nine Ladies in Derby, like mm. North Derby. Yeah, we did this. We talked about this during the Halloween one. Yeah, I want to. I want to. Yeah. I want to go up there again. Now that's it's we... nice up there. Me and the guys uh, who I do Comic Con with, we're doing a two week currently. Like, we've booked it ready. Crossed fingers, nothing goes to shit again. We're going to do a two week in September. Yeah. Back down in Dartmoor again. Because me and my, me and my other one of my mates went there for a week and it, in Dartmoor was a, was a banger. It was fucking gorgeous. And like, we're going earlier in September as well. So we should have a bit more sun. Yeah. So we're yeah, hoping to go and have a good one. I think when we when we last went to fucking Nine Ladies, we was expecting it to be like nice warm weather. It was fucking freezing at night. Freezing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I distinctly remember like the first night. It all, every time I remember this, it makes me laugh because we're in one. We've got one of those. Um, I was in one of those bigger tents with two pods either side. Yeah, Becky was in the pod with me. And uh, the guy who used to be best mates with me uh, was in the other side. I remember it was getting so cold. Becky, he just went, shall we just fuck to warm up? And we just heard from the other pod, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we were talking about going camping. And my friends said, oh, yeah, we can all just go in my tent. I'm like, no. No. (laughs) Not for me. See, I remember when... um, when I did like security work, uh, when I first started doing security work, I was doing like festivals and you stuff. Didn't go to your, you didn't go to your partner, your bouncer partner. It's cold. Do you want to fuck to warm up? Because I used my own tent. So I went to Tea in the Park first. Oh, yeah, she did it at like festivals as well. Yeah, so I did, I did, I did two festivals Tea mm. in the Park, which was fucking horrible. Uh, that, mm. one, that one sucked because it was um, middle of summer. It was a heat wave, so it was mm. dry as fuck. Uh, I had to borrow my boss's. Uh, it was like a fishing tent that he had. So it's not even a proper was, tent, really. No, no, it was it was a proper tent, but it was one of those. It was a it was a camo style, real, real dark, like fishing. Yeah, it absorbed all the heat. Yeah, so it was like I had to borrow that because mine just didn't turn up from Amazon um, or something. Yeah. Um, or it was because I was put on it late, late in in my cycle. I didn't get enough notice, kind of thing. So I was using that, and I was on the night shift, and we was doing campsite security, and it was twelve twelve hour shifts, eight to eight. Mm. So you you 
stay up through the night till late in the morning, and then you try and get some sleep. During a heat wave, in the middle of a, and a festival, at a festival in a dark tent, it doesn't fucking happen. You, no. I slept. Out, I slept outside. I slept outside the tent. I think I um, I think one of the other people working there. I can't remember her name. You're in a gazebo, really, at that point, don't you? Well, she'd got her tent. She probably didn't even mean to do this. I don't. I think she even said, like, I didn't realize this was going to catch it this well. But her tent was catching a lot of the air from like any wind it was getting and like blasting it back out. So I literally just laid where that air was blasting back out on the floor with a fucking hoodie over my head, just so it was mm. like dark. And I think I just slept there on the floor. Mm. But I think over that entire weekend, which was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Then like you're in there. No, no, Sunday, sorry, it was Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it was yeah. night shifts. Probably only got about six, seven hours sleep for the entire the entire work weekend. Mm-hmm. I was I was fucking dead by the end of it. And then we had to drive back from Scotland. Luckily, I wasn't driving, but I had to fucking drive back from Scotland in the sat in the back of someone's car, and all of us crammed in there. That was painful to painful. deal with. But then mm. um, the one after that, it was Creamfields, and mm. I didn't. I wasn't doing campsite this time. Luckily, I was doing pit, uh, which is the bit between the stage and the crowd. And I was in the main tent. Um, there was basically main stages, and then there was two or three like big top tents. So I was yeah. in the I was in the main one, and uh, it was funny because where they put the security living quarters um, was where people kept on climbing over the years before, because they didn't realise how close this wall they erect was to a load of trails that people can get to without being questioned. Mm. So every now and then, you'd see a head pop over. And there'd just be a load of security guards there, like, probably not, mate. And they'd just <laughs> pop back down. <laughs> but I had a, I remember I ended up going and buying my own tent then. And I was like, you know what? I'm not getting one of those shitty two man or one man tents. I went and bought a three man tent. I had a fucking army style pin up bed that fit mm. diagonally across the tent. <laughs> I, mm. was, I was in that the entire weekend. There was a guy who I still, I'm still friends with him on Facebook. I still see him pop up every now and then. And we used to, We'd get up in the morning. We'd nip over. We'd go over to it was a Morrison's, uh, mm. not not far from the campsite. So we'd go there and have like a big breakfast from there kind of thing. Or I think they called one the Big Daddy breakfast, where because we was there every morning. But I think by the third one when we had the Big Daddy, they'd gotten to know us, recognised. They put like loads of extra stuff on for us. <laughs> What's he called? Um... Yeah, I, I've got a two-man tent, actually. It was a pretty decent two-man tent that I bought. Like, my first, like, my own first personal, like, I bought my tent for myself. You wouldn't share it with probably, another person, though, would you? We, I did. Purely, it... Honestly, God, because of the weather we got, me and Tammy, when we went, you know, it wasn't a problem because it was nice and we were just lying outside. There was only a couple of days where it was raining, but yeah. we'd be out most of the day doing summer. So it wasn't too much of a killer. But I won't go out in that again. I'd do it on my own because there was plenty of room on your own. And even then, I'm not bothered. I'm don't I'm not going to sit in a tent. If it's nice, I'll be sliding outside at least. I'm not, I'm not saying no as in it's mm. to sit in. I'm on about the sleeping arrangement. Like a three man tent 
is what I need for just me. That's, yeah, it's because that... you're a big bastard. <laughs> you're a big bastard. <laughs> but I mean, like, I remember I stayed in a two-man tent once. It's like that. It's not that there's not enough space for me to relax. It's like I can't get comfortable to try and sleep, and there is nowhere for my shit to kind of be situated. Luckily, we when just I stayed in that like, two-man tent, shit in my car and stuff, and then like pulling it out as yeah. and when. Don't have that luxury when I've done it before, though. Mm-hmm. Because when I've you've, done got, it before, you've got to have it. It just depends what situation you're in. Yeah. But, I mean, I, the only the only problem I had is one morning I woke up and Tammy's like, like fucking, fucking, it's just this is a big fucking diagonal. Just her ass <laughs> pushing right into me. I'm like, please, please no. No, thank you. Please, no. Not and today. At, and, and this was the point where his dry period made the Sahara look wet, so he was horny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> These are peak horny hours, boys. <laughs> Luckily, like, I was like, I woke up and I'm like, okay, just go and get a shower, get in the showers before everyone else gets in them. You know, you start queuing for them because there's only two showers at this place. So you so you dived in there and cranked one out as quick as you possibly could? <laughs> I don't think I had... No, I don't think I did, ha- like, crank one out all camp week. God, I bet it was like a fucking fire hose when you got home. It fucking was, mate. Because <laughs> I, I, I had that happen twice, now I think mm. about it. Once when I went... Um, when we recorded the Sole Luna EP for the Distant North, we mm. stayed down in Gloucestershire because that's where mm. the studio was. Great studio. If anyone is interested, it was Bandit Studios run by Johnny Renshaw from Devil Sword Soul. Really, really fucking top-notch studio. Really nice guy. But we ended up staying down there camping. I think it was mm. like four or five days, if that, maybe three, four days. And obviously, mm. I'm camping with the bandmates. Don't can't really get your peaceful moments at that time so you can't bust that nut yeah so obviously when i got back you bust one and it's like jesus fucking christ but then it's like a fucking burst high at a fire hydrant (laughs) and i think the other time that happened was when i went on tour with them because it was oh god it was an entire week because the first two legs of the tour the first two days of the tour because it was a week-long tour were in um nottingham and derby Oh no! Mm. It was it was Nottingham, and I think Leicester was the first one. So they were like mm. they were close by. So we didn't rent a van for those two days because we basically just came There's back. There's no point. You could get back to him from yeah. really easy. Yeah. But f- for me, it was like okay. Well, the other band needed a place to stay, so it was like okay. Well, just come stay at mine in Derby because then we can head to the Nottingham show. Stay at mine again that night. And mm. then we'd head off for the proper the proper shows uh, down in London and Wales and all that. So we um when you're going out and about, I yeah. I had for I think it was the Monday and the Tuesday, I had about nine dudes sleeping in my room because <laughs> there was there was me the bassist and then there was their full band plus two of their support guys because one was the driver, one was a photographer, and there was mm. those guys in my room for two nights. And then we went and did the tour, and that was f- fucking all the way through to the Saturday night, I think it was, back that night. And my fucking God, I got back to that room, and it fucking stunk. Because obviously mm. it was fucking nine dudes staying in this room after a fucking live show in, like, the hell is that noise? 
Dexter. Oh, yes, it's like <laughs> nine, nine, nine dudes after a live show. You, you don't, not gonna lie, showers kind of come second at times because you don't really get the time to or the space to or the comfort you to at times. To sleep, yeah. yeah. So that room fucking stunk, but I remember... Open after, every window. Yeah. Deodorant can, just gone. But I went, got back to the room and I remember thinking to myself, like, I'll try and save myself when Becky comes around so we can have a night. Fucking, no, it didn't happen. I wasn't gonna, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't gonna wait another week. <laughs> it was a fucking fire hose. <laughs> It's it was, gone. It looked like someone had poured Jurex white paint over my chest. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, like, I'm not talking a tester sample. I'm talking the full bucket. Just full, like five <laughs> I'm gonna do a uh, when we go camping. I'm gonna like start because we when we were camping, like these people turned up on like the last couple nights, and they got this fucking temple Tudor. So like a windbreak, tempo windbreak. They got fucking five of the fuckers. Two tents, five tempo tutors. They built a miniature fort. And I was there like sending this video to my parents. Like, look at these fuckers over here. It's like Fort Knox. <laughs> they got fairy lights down all the edges of them. I'm oh, like, fuck no, this off. is what... I, I fuck, I yeah, fucking you can tell, the thing is the blokes were there they're like the blokes were like let's get a fucking fire going you could tell the fairy lights was a bird like oh let's put some fucking fairy lights on oh. I'd have spotlights I'd have fucking spotlights <laughs> on, on the walls I'd be like the back from our fucking camp and spot mate you bastards air raid, ca- air raid cannon every time <laughs> I, I, I hate I hate people who do that kind of camping like, I, fair enough like Camping, you, you, you do, do you. you do you. Fair enough, but I've, I don't, I've never really enjoyed the whole going to a campsite to camp. I don't really care that much for that stuff. Going mm. to the fucking wilderness to camp, where you have mm. to actively search for a good spot, actively search for good firewood, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like proper wild camping. That's that's what I enjoy doing because that's what we that's what we do at Nine Ladies. We have to find the spot, we have to get the wood, and I remember the first time um, I went there with a larger group, we got there a bit late, and I was just there like, you do realize we need to fucking get as much firewood as possible to last us through the night. Like, mm. Oh, we've got this little pile here, and it's like that little pile there is literally to fucking start the fire. Start the fire. They don't understand we, how a fire works. Yeah, we need to get like ten times this if you're wanting it to last until what two, three, four in the morning, which is what everyone's mm. are saying they're going to be up till. And yeah. Then the second time we went, I made sure we got there earlier, and then like yeah. as soon as as soon as we'd got like the place situated, and like the tents up, I was like, right. You guys can sort out other bits. I'm literally just going to walk up and down these trails and just get a fuck ton of firewood. And I, that was when I yeah. bought like the hatchets and stuff, and brought the firewood, yeah. started hatching it all up and making it all nice and nice good and having the fires last night. I think we got the fire going so well the first night. If we wanted to, we could have just put a bit more fuel on it the next morning to keep it going. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, I'm just not, kept it going. Yeah, but I was like, I'm not. I'm not wasting the wood we've got, so we just kept it as it was with embers. But it was really easy to get going the next night because even though there was no embers, it was still warm. It's still hot. Yeah, yeah. So once once the embers had gone, I just put a load of other firewood back on it to keep to basically dry it out as much as I could. 
Yeah, we, when we go camping, like, I do like campsites, but I prefer ones where you've got campfires. So obviously this place we're going to has campfires allowed, like, and they give you like camp things. Um, but I'm in the end, like I'm not there, like don't get me wrong, I enjoyed like camping in tents and stuff and like being out in the wilderness. But my be all and end all isn't sitting on that campsite all the time because we're going, we're in dark, we're in like, we're just on the edge of the national park for Dartmoor. Like it's a 10, 15 minute drive. Yeah, in out I, think, there. I think that's the it, difference it was, too. The difference is like with your kind of camp and it's the whole thing where you can go put your pitch tent and then go do other stuff. Yeah. That's basically Whereas what I'm going for. I, 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 I like the whole, I'm going into the fucking middle of nowhere to put, put up a tent, chill with some friends, cook some food on a fire, drink beers mm. and cider, go to sleep the night again. And then, pack up and fuck off the next day i'm not i'm not going for like a week to go and look around the area i'm literally going to basically treat it as an extended fucking get together with booze (laughs) i get you i get you and i want to i want to do that with like i want to do that with like you and like graves and shit and like just get us to go to some wilderness somewhere just fucking pitch a tent or pitch a fucking couple of tents take beers take drinks take some food and just cook it on the fire some like mini barbecues and stuff just spend mm. the night and then fuck off the next day I, I i'd like to go to i don't want to go to the states but i would love to be able to go to the states to do their like national parks yeah because they're like they're camping set up there like you wild camping pretty much like they are campsites as such but they're not it's like very wild and like, you have fires and stuff is so much better and like, i i understand why it's better because there's just more space yeah yeah it's such it looks like such a good experience compared to what we have really over here but it's just like you can't really go and do that over here and i don't want to go over to the states especially at the moment i mean there's (laughs) i think it's the thing with like um with like the camps i say that it's the thing i don't like like saying it's it's when you go to campsites here it's too fucking easy it's just here's your spot Pitch up, done. With, with I, this I, other it, place, this we're point, at, you know, you I, literally it's like you pick your spot and find the good spot. Well, that's the, again though. They've got the good spots all laid out, and everything's all out your way, and everything's nice. So, where the way I see, oh, it, there's no like laid out areas. You literally just pick a spot in the field, and that's your fucking spot in the field. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying. It's an open field. It's it's very easy to pick a spot in an open field because it's just well, it's all fucking flat land. It's easy. Unlike doing the wilderness stuff, it's like at that point when you're doing that kind of camping. To me personally, we might as well just fucking get a caravan. <laughs> oh no, fucking caravans! But we used to have a caravan. I, I've done I've done a fair few caravan holidays when I was a kid. A caravan few. holidays are good. It's like we'd always go with our friends who'd have a caravan and we'd have the tent. It's like we'd go into the caravan. We'd be playing fucking PS2 until like late. <laughs> then we'd go to our tent, which would have a fan heater because we'd have electric setup. We'd have a fan heater running it up in there like an hour before we went in there, so it was fucking toasty warm. You'd you'd fall to sleep straight away, wake up in the morning, bish bash bosh, same old thing over and over again. But you'd be like going beach and stuff because you're a kid. You'd be going to the beach. You'd be going to wherever your parents were taking you. So it was just like you didn't really plan it all. Yeah, I think I only remember two things from the caravan holidays I had. One was getting into an argument with my stepdad and basically saying I'm leaving and then just walking off and just buggering off, 
trying to like hide mm. from them for a bit and then I just end up getting dragged back. Like it was my uh, my very childish I'm running away and you'll never I'm see running me away again. From yeah, it was it was it you're was gonna see this face again. It was pretty much a childish version of that until I got dragged back and then in the same camp in the same like caravan holiday, I think it was in Skegness somewhere or like somewhere like that. But it was um they had like a, a building which had like entertainment on. Um but in Arcades. that build in that building they had arcades and i remember they had the i think it was street fighter 2 alpha or something like that they had that in there and everyone used to get their ass handed to them on street fighter not by me by the ai but i remember i went in played against the ai and fucking i fucking handled it <laughs> i love i love those kind of places like when you're a kid obviously it's all fun and games but i love those ones where there was like the fucking just shit like entertainment centers you'd have like your bikes with you you'd just be cycling around this campsite there'd be like a play park and stuff and you'd be like just 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 living the dream basically as a kid just not worrying about anything see i, I wish arcades were still a big thing in, mm, like, there's a lot up the here we've been we were looking the other day at like arcades in manchester and, like drinking arcades especially because obviously there's... it's more of a I think in, a, big, in big cities, especially big cities mm-hmm. that have like um, like a big Asian culture in them as well, mm-hmm. they have them. It's a shame there isn't any like Nottingham side. Because they used to be in there, but they just never really... But I, I think because it's anywhere. more of a... Um, I just don't think it hit off with the right Asian crowd. Because obviously the Asian crowds, they, they love their arcades in like Japan and stuff. And like I remember when I was out mm-hmm. in Japan, the arcades are so fucking cool. There was so but even fun. then, they've, like, they've lost the what's it called arcade? Was it the Namco or what arcade was it that shut down recently? I'm not sure. A tr- One I, of them shut down. I promise you now, they're not they're not in trouble. They're they're really not in trouble in Japan. When I when I went over there, I remember I got off the train in Akihabara, and you can literally like look. I was like, oh look, that's a six floor Sega arcade, and then across mm. the road, there's a six floor Sega arcade. And then round the corner, there's another six-floor Sega arcade. And then round there, there's a Namco arcade. There was so many, and there were always like they always had people doing stuff in them because they did. I I don't think they need much main. I say maintenance, as in like someone walking around checking on stuff because you don't have to worry about people mm. breaking shit in, in in Japan. But I think yeah, one of the, people one are of the, a lot more tame. One of the best well, bits, not tame, but they're just yeah. respectable. I think one of my favorite bits was being able to go. And play like I played mm. Dissidia Final Fantasy, and just going and having a cigarette playing Dissidia Final Fantasy in this arcade. It was the Sega, the Sega arcade is closed. The Sega arcade's the one that closed. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Which one? There was hundreds. Uh, the Sega Akihabara Building Two arcade w- was shut on August 30th. Yeah, I don't think that's because they couldn't afford to keep the building running. I'd probably just for different reasons. Trust me, there's so many of them. But yeah, I think one of the coolest... Yeah, it was it was during lockdown, so... Yeah. So it could have been down to lockdown and stuff. Yeah. It could also be they realised there's too fucking many in that small area. Mm. I mean, you literally mm. could That's throw... You, you can go to the front entrance of each one, throw a stone, you'd hit the next one. Go to that one, throw mm. another stone, hit the next one. That's how I'd, l- I'd love, I'd love, I'd love to be able to get like just like finish work and just be like, you boys hitting the arcade, I'm just going, just play some games in the arcade. That'd be so good. 
I think that was that was the coolest bit about it. It was just like you'd see so many people like that would finish work, and then mm. they would just go to the arcade. I remember. I think I, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before when I was out there. There was a um, one arcade I went in that had a. I think it was. It wasn't Street Fighter Two. It was an old Street Fighter game, and it was one cabinet that was set up, but they had like a rope set up, basically for the queue to use it because. Mm. They they literally played when I stayed on, and the challenger would pay to play, and it was just when I stayed on, and you the winner would always be in I think it was the left hand seat I think it was or something, mm. but I think I went I went back and forth into this arcade a few times throughout the day, and like I remember at one point it was just this just looked like a normal middle aged lady wiping the fucking floor. With all these young guys, middle-aged men, and then this fucking older dude who looked like he was a fucking middle manager, salary man, just rocked up, wiped the floor with her, and then stayed on there for the next like twenty. I, I, <laughs> I think it's a diversity over there that really gets you with like the diversity of people playing the video games. Like mm. over here, you're always going to get the same kind of like. Obviously, as time goes, it will be like that more over here. Because you'll become that older guy, I'll become that older guy, and like we'll be those people. But Japan's had that a lot longer than us, especially with these arcades. Well, it's because their arcade, it's because their arcades have stayed open, unlike ours, where it's like the only, the only. Let's face it, the only places you really get arcades are, are the coast, the coast, and, and then even then, a majority of that's two pet, two p machines, five p machines, and. Then they well, have like the watch arcade. There's, 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 a, there's a lot of that, but I mean, well, I went to, I've been to Bristol, Bristol, isn't it, down south? Like the coast down south. Is it Bristol? Brighton? Uh, Brighton's this. On the very south coast, you've got yeah, Brighton. Brighton. So yeah, Brighton, sorry. Bristol's yeah, so like, like Bristol's in your left corner. Yeah, so I think it was in last year, because obviously lockdown, I think mm. it was a year before, Becky took me to Brighton for like a long weekend for my birthday. And then. Mm. Obviously, I lived like half an hour away from it when I was working in, in Bogor Regis, so I yeah, went there yeah, again. Yeah. Um, but they they have like a handful of arcades there, which do actually have like a variety of games. But the issue the issue I find with pretty much all the arcades over here, it's all like carnival style games to earn tickets to get shit prizes, and it's not mm. the whole like when I went to arcades as a kid in the on the coast. I never went because I wanted to win money at 2P Machines. Mm. I never went because I wanted to earn tickets to get shit prizes. I went because I wanted to play fucking Time Crisis and whoop the fucking game. I, I always wanted to play those games, but my parents wouldn't let me. Oh, so see, I, know I remember... You, like, no, 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 kid. You, you have a quid, you put that into two fucking P's and you get so many more games because they don't want to spend like... Because like, it'll be a couple of... You'd put, have to put pound after pound after pound in to keep playing because I'm so shit. Yeah. No, 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 no. You go put a pan in that machine, you get your two peas, and you go in there, you win some fucking tat kit. Yeah, <laughs> it was... me. Track and field. Fucking hate... I hate, a, I hate 2P machines. It's just it's just shit gambling. If I want to go gamble, I'll go play poker or fucking blackjack or something. I don't The care. thing is, as well, is you end up putting a fiver into these 2P machines to get, what, shit out of them. Like, proper shit. It's just the last thing I won out of a 2P machine was a fucking... Uh, fidget spinner so how much i probably paid put into that fucker probably a fiver probably six like six seven eight quid maybe i put into that fucker just to run a shitty couple of fidget spinners which i could have bought for like a quid each see i remember um 
funnily enough, actually, the other place you see arcade games is bowling alleys. I've noticed. Mm. So um, mm. there's the yeah, but there's, there's never many. No, there's a there's handful. But there there's was like the, the grabber uh, mission. Yeah, there was there was the bowling alley in Nottingham, and I used to go mm. every every Saturday back when I was growing up in like secondary school. On Saturdays, you'd go to town, you'd go to town centre, and I was one of those people that would hang out with mates. Now, loads of people used to just hang around in the actual square. I fucking hated that. I'd meet up my mates and then go do shit. Um, mm. But we used to go to the bowling alley literally every fucking Saturday at one point, and there was me. There's an old friend of mine called Stephen, and some other mates. The other mates, they'd like go on the dance machine. Me and Stephen used to put a quid in each. Dance, dance, revolution, revolution. Yep. But me and Stephen used to put a quid in each on Time Crisis 2. And it got to the point where we played that game so fucking much, we could complete the game on a quid. And that gave us, I think, Oof. two... That gave us, at the time, it was 50 quid a credit. Um, 50p a credit. So yeah. we'd get two lives each, and we could fucking complete the game on two lives each. <laughs> I liked. Um, what was I thinking about then? Have you ever watched uh, what's it called? I can't remember his name. Gabriel Iglesias, the comedian, fluffy, the big Mexican dude, and he's talking about taking his kid to the arcade, and he takes his kid to the arcade, and they come to fucking Dance Dance Revolution, and he's like, "Now this kid that we see on the dance floor on this revolution." He's creative. He's there, like, <laughs> like dance, dance, revolution, revolution, boom! And his kid does it, and then his kid wants to do it. And he's like, no, 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 no. We'll go play. We'll go play Street Fighter. We'll go play Street Fighter. You've got no chance against this kid because this kid's like a <laughs> fucking flick of the wrists. Have you have you seen how they've got a new one in um Japan, kind of like um Dance Revolution, but it's it's not just arrows on the floor. It's a full square. Where you have to actually move your feet in the certain areas on the square. I've seen that one. I've seen yours. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've only recently seen it on YouTube. You're gonna have to try those out. Yeah, I'm gonna be fucking a mess, mate. But when we when we go <laughs> over, there's there's a there's a few things I wanna I wanna do. We we we've obviously, obviously we're just trying to close up at the minute. But like, there's a few things mm. I would definitely want to do when we go to Japan. We have to go to karaoke, like outright. I need to sing back of me back of me tie to you. <laughs> I need to sing back of me tie to you. <laughs> we need to do a nomi holdai because that's just fun. You are. I will. I will give you fair warning. You are gonna have to deal with me smoking next to you when I'm in bars and pubs and shit. So oh, that's fine. No problem about that. <laughs> we obviously we have to go to um, Odaiba to see the Gundam. Oh, definitely. We have to go into the arcades, do like one of those dancing things and shit, and do some like um Grabber machines, crane, crane game, pushing machines and stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Oh yeah, because I know we want to go to Kyoto, so we'd have to go to that Outlook, the um the shrine, that that picture that everyone's seen for yeah, like, the for one Fuji. for Fuji as well. Yeah. Trying to think of some of the other stuff we need to do. Like a hundred percent, this must be done. To be fair, uh, there's Rapongi Hills viewing tower that I did before. Mm-hmm. That's good because that's basic, especially at night, because it literally is just a three hundred and sixty view where you can walk around and see pretty much all of Tokyo on the night yeah. sky. And it was I went, I think I got there at like eight thirty, and it shut at ten, and I was there just before it shut. Mm. Uh, and one thing that other people may say we have to do is Tokyo Tower, and we're not fucking doing Tokyo Tower. 
I want to go around and see it. I'm we not bothered about going up it. We can go see it. There's no point in going up it. It's no. it's it's not worth the cost when there's a building literally across the road with an observation deck that's free. It's the this isn't the taller one. What's the other like literally it's called like something observation desk, like the Tokyo observation desk. Well, now, all, I know you're not bothered, but I need to go to the one of the Pokemon centers. Oh, I, I know you need to go there, so we will go there. That's fine. I didn't go previously because I wasn't that cared, but I'll go because I know you really want to go, and I'll probably go yeah. and have a look around as well. But like, all you need to do to go look at some good observation decks, we just go to Shinjuku. There's like five that you can go up for free. The Tokyo Metropolitan Government Building has two of the towers. Um, mm. Both of them are free to go up. And like, you go in yeah. there, and there's just a woman at the at the lift, just like, let's get in there. Just presses the button for you and just stands there with a really big smile on her face. And then doors oh, when you try and get off the fucking lift and I, I remember walking onto it and she was looking at normal eye level to say like hello or good morning or whatever should I uh... <laughs> it's just me there please excuse my bit my large friend here <laughs> right well I think with that we should um close yeah we've, we've really rocked over today oh yeah we've gone like a good like 20 minutes over yeah on the recording but yeah we'll we'll close up we'll be back uh we do have plans to do a few tier lists in the future uh when ollie is with us next we are going to be looking at a very important matter um death and blood has been caused because of this conversation that we're about to have and that this is like every major conflict oh 100 percent to this 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 is going to be the biscuit tier list um I'll, i'll have you know there will be a lot of fuck you fight me said um, while we're doing this tier list. <laughs> I'll choke your fucking digestive, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> but we are doing the biscuit tier list and we do have plans um, to do one based off of alcohol. So like spirits, beers and other stuff. But this will have to be done once lockdown is done because we're going to have to do it in person. And we are going to look to have a guest you've probably seen on this stream before. Um... But that's all I'm going to say. Mm. So with that, if you want to send us shit posts, memes, um, tier list recommendations, or anything like that, you can send that as at context needed one on Twitter. If you want a more formal um, contact method, you will email us contextneededuk at gmail.com. And with that, you will get specific instructions on how to physically send us this correspondence. Some of those instructions include a bird of prey must deliver it, uh, has to be typewritten, with either a cigar being smoked or a pack of 20 high-class cigarettes. None of this fucking mm. Richmond bullshit. I'm talking it needs to be at least Benson Hedges gold. <laughs> I, like, I like how you all, they're like, yes, yes, I don't know what yeah, these cigarettes. are, but yes. <laughs> high-class, what? <laughs> Oh yeah, there's different. Maybe a brandy in hand as well while actually writing it. Oh yes, and there has to be a few brandy breaths on the page. Yeah, at least, on the as paper. Well. Maybe like, like a like a, a drip stain where they put the brandy down on the paper afterwards. Yes, that that can be on the abstract page because there has to be a page yeah. long abstract as well. So you can put that on the the brandy drop can be on that page. Uh, but there there will be more instructions. But if you email us, we'll give them to you. Well, with that. We're going to close off. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter, which will be IKT Oasis, and I stream here Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, playing video games and shit. 
Ryan, you want to plug your shit? Corrupt photo on Twitter. Uh, my Instagram's just corrupt underscore aesthetic. Um, I'm pretty much most of the time just chatting in Kyle's streams at the moment. <laughs> um, so you can catch talking me there. About, talking about knife crime. Knife crime <laughs> is part and parcel of living in a big city. Remember that, kids. And just Ollie, Ollie no, obviously... obviously Ollie obviously wasn't able to make it today. Uh, as you can see, he we we have a very accurate image of him uh, talking about defeating people with the power of friendship and the gun he found. Um, but if you want to see more from him, he does have Captain Cracks Shooting Shack on Instagram. Um, he is trying to mm. post more and more there, and it's pretty much shit posting memes about guns, and it's just good fun. It's gold. It's good stuff. But with that. We will close off. I'll be back on Wednesday. Uh, Ryan will be back on Friday because we do have Variety Friday and the giveaway. So we will see you guys then. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. And we will see you guys later.